right, I have Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun with me going to discuss the current happenings around the university as it broke out about, uh, I'd say, what, noon, 1 p.m. yesterday with uh, uh, some students with the COVID-19 virus. It was five, and then earlier news broke out later on that night that uh, Peyton Titus from The Alligator and uh, one of the great journalists over here at Chop Talk and, and The Alligator saying that there was reported 19 cases and then we come to find out today Graham is it uh more than 19 right now or is it with contact tracing that's puts it over 20 correct yeah well over 20 uh the the number of official positives is at 21 right now according to UF athletic director Scott Strickland who spoke to the media today around 2 p.m to give everyone an update on the COVID-19 results and announce that the LSU game was postponed uh and pretty much announced that the facility was going to be shut down indefinitely. Yeah, shout out to Peyton for putting that 19 number out there because I think it put a little bit of onus to expedite this information getting out there, I would say. Just for those who aren't aware, just a little, I I guess, background, the SEC mandated that uh, programs would test, or maybe not the SEC mandated it, but UF outlined that they were going to test Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Well, what happened here was a player who played at Texas A&M, got back Sunday, tested positive later, either that day or Monday. Florida moved to daily testing that that day. So you got to give them a little bit of kudos to there for expediting their testing, even though they, they did move. For, in order to do daily testing, they had to move to a little bit of less accurate results once. So there was a little bit of hope even today that there were some false positives in there. But now Florida is dealing with I don't want to use the word epidemic necessarily, but they are dealing with an outbreak of COVID-19. And, and due to some of those protocols and, and contact tracing, uh, how hard that stuff can be, especially in a college town, Florida really right now is still working on figuring out the trace uh, where some of this stuff came from. Right. And uh, it, you said the LSU game being suspended right now. We know it usually takes 10 to 14 days, depending on it's whether it's contract t- or contact tracing or somebody has been infected with it. Um, I don't even really know what this means for the Missouri game as well either. But um, so now that you say that somebody from Texas A&M, are they taking extra precautions over there at Texas A&M right now to, uh, I know the crowd attendance was a lot more than what they said. Uh, but do you think maybe this could have came from that or could have just, I mean, cause you can't, you don't really know, correct? I, I guess you don't really know. You know, I, I know that Scott Strickland said that Florida, uh, when you, when you go outside of their home environment, you really do open up the risks. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, Florida did go up to Oxford and seemingly did not have an outbreak of sorts after after going up there to play the Rebels. So I, I don't necessarily think that travel is exactly the I, I do think it's a bigger risk absolutely absolutely because you're talking about planes and hotels and and transportation and meals getting delivered that are outside of your catering company and just interacting with people that you don't even know necessarily on on a personal basis that that just stuff especially in the pandemic era can make people a little bit weary of where they got stuff and where they may have came down with it but uh, this stuff I, I think a lot of people figured was just going to happen in this era, absolutely. I think that, you know, hopefully you never you never want it to happen or, or, or think it's going to happen, but you, you look everywhere else, it's just happening. It's the fact of the matter, outside of a bubble, 
you're going to have athletes that are going to come down with this. And the whole point is to minimize that as much as possible and to minimize the spread and to do contact tracing. So I think the University of Florida will learn a lot of things from this, as every program is that has gone through it. And the fact of the matter is, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to resume uh, before that Georgia game on November 7th. It, it just The schedule is so in flux right now. Yeah, and uh, I was even thinking earlier today, if, say, we, we quarantine and, and everything's fine and say maybe there's two positive tests that come back and everybody else is fine, uh, what happens if this happens again? Um, what if there's a, another outbreak? Uh, is is the, the season pretty much over? Uh, how, how are they going to do that? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. I, I, you know, I think that everyone is kind of playing things by ear in a sense. Uh, you, you look around and, and see teams that have had multiple outbreaks. You know, the protocols are designed to give people a chance to get off the, the list and, and get back to those activities in, in a sense, especially with the 12-week rule. But I think that there was certainly a mentality early on, at least from what I heard, that some programs just wanted to get it over with, with some athletes having it, so that they wouldn't have to worry about things like contact tracing and quarantining people because they were around them. Because the way those protocols are drawn up, if, you, if you've already had the virus or tested positive for it, even if you're around someone who is tested positive or or, or is quarantining because of it, you're, you're good for 12 weeks in a sense. And to avoid a shutdown in the middle of the season, there were some coaches who were in favor of just getting it out there early on. And that certainly sparked the theory for programs like Clemson. I'm not certainly insinuating that they went out there getting it, but in this time when it's just kind of inevitable, if you're a college student, that you may get it seemingly. Uh, I, I could certainly see why that would be a competitive advantage in a sense, but I have yet to see a program get 20, 30 plus, maybe 40 people on the quarantine list, restart, and then have to stop again because do you really get a second chance at this? I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. It, it could certainly be demoralizing. It could draw safety concerns. I don't think any program wants to be the one who has 40 tests, gets back up and running, says they've learned a whole bunch of lessons, and then has to shut back down again because 40 people, uh, the, the other 40 people or so, tested positive after the fact. Right, and uh, news broke out earlier today that Nick Saban and the athletic director over at Alabama came down with COVID-19 as well. So that's going to affect the Georgia game and Alabama game this week because Nick Saban won't be on the sidelines either. Yeah, undoubtedly. And, and hopefully and hopefully it's just them and that it's not going to spread to the team or to other people. And, you know, my thoughts are with Coach Saban and, and Mr. Byrne as well, because that is certainly nothing that anyone wants to weather. And, and Scott Strickland, when he was open about his experience back in the summer, uh, you know, he, he spoke up and said, this happened to me. And I think that that transparency, especially with um, athletic directors in the SEC conference, knowing that it's going to happen to people and uh, to speak about their experience and to be transparent when it happens to them is certainly the best thing. And, and I hope that that's all we hear out of it for the Alabama program. But this is something that is going to come into play here in recent weeks. And the disconnect thing to me is we're having all these shutdowns with the SEC and up north and in Big Ten country. They're, they're excited about football actually starting back up again in, what, a week and a half. Right. Yeah, uh, like Big Ten, they, they start in November, correct? Uh, they're about 10 days away. There's going to be some, from, from starting some camps. Uh, it, it is within a week and a half of 
the Big Ten getting back up and rolling. And they're not allowing students or any kind of faculty members right now on campus still, right? I don't believe so. No, I don't believe so. That would, yeah. All right, Graham. I just wanted to give a quick update out there to everybody on Facebook for people that did not know what was going on. Uh, Sad news here. The University of Florida don't get to watch no football, but you'd rather have kids be safe and faculty, staff members, students, coaches, and everybody be safe out there. And uh, maybe we can just put it off to the side and hopefully everybody gets better and this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I, I, you know, Scott Strickland said today that you got to know when to pump the brakes and, and get back up and, and, you know, not put football first in a sense. Put the health first of your athletes and your coaches and, and your administration, everyone. Uh, he, he says that the first question he asks when he hears someone has been diagnosed is, how are they doing? It's, it's not, can they play? And I know that there's always these conspiracy theories that exist, but uh, pr- these programs do really look out for the health of their athletes first. And you really just want to hope that even though you have to report these things in kind of such blunt terms and put a number on, you know, a human life sometimes you never want to see these things happen, even though with this virus, it just, it sadly seems like an inevitability. Some, sometimes when you have travel and, and Scott Strickland, I hate coming back to his words when he was asked about the SEC protocols, he did say that we're going to have to figure out the travel aspect because you look around at athletics, the ones doing it right now are those who are bubbling. And you look at the lightning winning the championship, the Lakers winning the championship. I mean, the bubble method works. And you saw, but, but I will say one thing, and I'm going to leave it on this. It's kind of optimism. You know, the NBA, even in the beginning, had some issues with the bubble. And MLB, the Marlins, they all had to shut down for a period of time. And a lot of people said, oh, the Marlins season is over. It lasts three weeks. Good, good job. Well, you know, the Marlins made the playoffs. And I... This could be a bounce back thing. It's, it's a make or break thing. I hate to use a cliche here, but it certainly is a chance to be a make or break thing. You know, Florida may lose two games here, uh, and you just have to make sure that that's not going to be a competitive disadvantage for you for making the SEC championship. That's up to them. Right. If it has to come down to suspending play, I guess, uh, even nationwide for a couple of weeks or something like that, I'd rather have that than have to hold off and make certain programs hold off on everything. And, and maybe we can try to get back to some normalcy. You just never know. Uh, it's, it, it's, uh, it's an unpredictable thing. I mean, you really can't predict it. It's like, uh, when the, when the weatherman predicts is predicts one inch of snow and, there, and it snows 12 feet, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I mean, and, and the sad thing actually is if you were to ask me if college students, if they are safer, uh, inside, you know, a program or, or in college, not being in football facilities six, eight hours a day. I, you know, absolutely. I think they're safer inside those football facilities because those coaches are going to feel anxious about what they're going to be doing for the next two weeks because how often are college kids actually going to isolate? So right. it is certainly something to monitor. Uh, absolutely. And if, if you're a Florida fan, you got to just hope that they follow the social distancing protocols and and get back to it because I've said this all along. There's absolutely a competitive advantage to making sure that you limit uh, the spread of COVID-19 amongst your football team. Right. Less going out for the students and more Call of Duty and uh, Fortnite, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, enjoy it while you have it. You know, I said to people in the pandemic, listen, you can make of it what you can. You can reconnect with friends online. You can 
use all these technological devices in front of you. You don't need to be going out left and right. Uh, if you really have a financial incentive or a health incentive, you know, I'm someone with asthma and stuff like that. I, I, I'm not going to be out there risking my health for these things. I understand as a college athlete, the allure of going out and stuff like that, but there absolutely is an advantage to limiting those behaviors right now. And I sympathize with everyone, but that's just the reality of the situation. Right. I could imagine being a college kid right now, especially a student athlete and uh, this be going on and uh, I wouldn't want to be going out. So I, I understand how they feel and it's just a hard situation for everybody all the way around. But, uh, you know, health comes first and, uh, you know, you want to get that NFL contract, uh, you know, you better stay inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I hope that that message is, is received loud and loud and clear because, uh, you know, I know that Dan Mullen, you know, it's like when your parent is just not upset, they're just a little bit disappointed in you because uh, they did everything they could to uh, make it possible. I'm, I'm not blaming the, the players here, but uh, you certainly have to, uh, you certainly have to do take the responsibility. I'll, I'll say that. Right. Well, well, Graham, man, I just wanted to get a quick update, get it, get it out there to everybody out there on social media, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, hopefully it's like I said, uh, hopefully we can go back to normal football here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Certainly, you know, with the, with the 10 to 14 day rule, we'll see if the Missouri game can actually happen. But if, if I'm a Florida fan, I, I'm, I've got that Georgia game penciled. Oh yeah, definitely. Me too. I live in Georgia, so. <laughs> that's, that's hey, a- my pleasure doing this. We'll have to catch up next time. This is this has been a, um, you know, a whole lot of fun as always, as always. And hopefully, you know, I know a sad day in a sense, but yeah. we ultimately still have football to talk about at the end of the day. So. Right. Correct. <laughs> All right, Graham. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Hey, y'all take care of that. My pleasure. All right.